I am not the Reverend Robin Reeves. No, we didn't get that changed. <laughs> Quite a bit shorter. shorter. <laughs> <coughs> so Yahweh spoke to Ahaz as saying, ask a sign of Yahweh your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. And I will not put Yahweh to the test. So Yahweh says, I will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. But just when Joseph had resolved to do this thing and dismiss Mary quietly, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This past week, I've been struck by the name thing, the meaning of names and identities in these lessons. Why? Well, for start, ever since I was a little girl, I always hated my name, Frida. I mean, who named their daughter that? I was born in the 50s, and all my friends were Linda's and Deborah's and Lisa's and Charlotte's. Frida didn't fit anything anywhere. I hated it. Until one day as a young woman, I discovered why I was named Frida. My mother told me, and I was old enough to understand what she was saying to me, and it changed everything. You see, names themselves are signs of sorts. They point to a particular person, and they give us an identity that's all our own. The biblical concept of naming was rooted in the ancient Middle Eastern understanding that a name expressed the essence or the nature of the person. So when Moses, in Exodus, asks of Yahweh, who shall I say sent me? Yahweh responds, I am. Now, Yahweh has made a promise to King Ahaz through the prophet Isaiah in today's lesson. In case you don't know the history, prior to the lesson today, Ahaz is contemplating going to the king of Assyria for help because the king of Aram and the king of Israel are preparing to invade <coughs> Judah and conquer it and set up a puppet king in Ahaz's place. So Yahweh warns Ahaz, don't go anywhere asking for any help. For I, Yahweh, will surely save Judah. And the verse right before the one we began to read, to hear this morning, says, for 
Yahweh says, if you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. So Yahweh tells King Ahaz, ask me for a sign to prove that what I'm saying to you is true. And Ahaz, with his hypocritical piety, refuses. So Yahweh says, I'll give you a sign. The sign is of a young woman who names her son Emmanuel, meaning Yahweh is with us, who by the time the child is properly weaned, when he's able to eat curds and honey, because you know you can't give babies honey, right? Y'all knew that, right? Are you awake out there? Y'all knew you couldn't give babies honey? No. You can't. By the time this baby is weaned, the very cause of your fear, the king of Israel and the king of Aram, they're going to be dead. The child is a sign of Yahweh's presence among the people and the king of Judah. God is with us. It is this very story then that Matthew's gospel recalls as he relays the naming of our Lord Jesus. Now you know that Jesus is English, right? So Hebrew is Yeshua. And Yeshua means Yahweh saves. Y'all realize in the, when you're reading in the Bible and you see L-O-R-D capitalized, right? As opposed to L-O-R-D in lowercase. L-O-R-D capitalized is the uh, formal name of Yahweh, which is not a real name at all because the creator of the universe is considered too holy to have a name that we can speak, right? And so the Hebrews came up with this way of dealing with it by calling them Yahweh. And our English translators translate that or see, uh, define the difference as capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. In the Hebrew, and I have a Hebrew, uh, rabbi friend down in Galveston, right? So in the Hebrew, that is not Lord, that's Yahweh. And that's, that's where this is coming from, just in case you hadn't heard. I don't know if anybody's heard it, so. But this is the story. This is what, so Yeshua, Jesus, Yahweh saves. The angel of today's gospel tells Joseph, as he attempts a truly faithful act, this man is righteous. He's going to divorce Mary quietly. And Yahweh says, the angel says, don't proceed with your plans. Obey God's plan. Where have we heard that before? In the Old Testament, didn't he tell Ahaz, don't proceed with your plans. Listen to my plan. Isn't that what he did? Yes, no, maybe? Yeah. Thank you. The son who will be born is to be named Jesus. And his essence and nature, salvation. For he will save his people from their sins. So in English, the name Jesus means God saves. So like I said before, I'm really struck with this naming thing in the text. And I wonder about their significance to us. Hear this. I am who is God with us, 
who saves us from our sins. And what strikes me is the very closeness and the intimacy and the availability of this God whom we worship and serve. Remember how the sign of Emmanuel was given to King Ahaz to strengthen his faith? Hear then how this baby in the womb of a young girl conceived by God the Spirit is to be savior from everything that separates us from God. That's what sin is, you know, right? So I heard something recently. It was, um, you know how sin is spelled, right? Yeah. Are y'all S-I-N, right? Mm -hmm. So what's in the middle of the S-I-N? It's the I. That's what sin is, right? So it's the big I that sticks up in the middle of everything, you know. The universe revolves around me. It is I. That's just my side. You can have that one for free. <laughs> so, these people live lives of good times and not so good times, just like us. They struggle to make decisions just like us. And they were wondering what's the best thing to do, just like us. And through it all, God is with us, the one who saves us, the one who is the ground of existence. If not for God, you wouldn't be here, right? We wouldn't be here. There's a powerful truth in the last lessons of this season of Advent. Now, we're preparing to celebrate the birth of our Lord, and some of us may be struggling in this season of light and warmth and joy. Because even though we're out there shopping and we're doing our thing outside, we might be struggling in our own souls. Sometimes it shows. Be surprised at how much it shows sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. But we might still have all these doubts and these insecurities and all this stuff. But from the lessons today, I say take heart. God is right now with us, saving us from what troubles us the most. What then is the reason for the Christmas season? God is. As surely as we sit here and breathe and our hearts beat without any help from us, God is. And that same God is with us. And whether we are experiencing the fears and the struggles of loss of income or health or, or of somebody, I'm experiencing my third year without my beloved of 33 years. Whatever our fear is, God is with us. Closer than our next breath so intimately and completely are we loved by God let us pray Lord God it is so often hard to believe that you're here with us the questions that our hearts 
the struggles of our lives, the losses we've experienced. Our very thinking wraps us up in tangled cords and binds us to a belief that somehow we're separate from you. But all along you knew we were not, and in the fullness of time you sent our Savior Jesus to free us from the sense of alienation from you and to reconcile us back to you because you are love, you are mercy, you are faithfulness, you are truth. God, you are ultimate reality. Gracious God, help us to experience the truth of these lessons that we've heard this day in our lives this week. As we continue to prepare for our Lord Jesus' return to the earth, grant us the grace, Father, of knowing that God is, that you are with us, and that you are saving us in every breath we take. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for every beat of our hearts. We love you. Amen. Amen. Amen.